Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here is our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. It's wonderful to have you here with me today. Um, You know, the first of the year is always a really good time to sort of step back and look at who we are, where we are, what we want to create out of this year. I think it actually needs to be done quarterly, but at least do it in this early part of the year. So one of my guests, the guest today, is the woman that is so powerful in helping others regroup and and create that vision that they want for themselves. So let me tell you about my exciting guest. Her name is Marie Fratoni, and Marie is CEO of Get Clients Everywhere. She is globally, and she helps people, professionals, build solid, long-term, successful businesses. She coaches business owners and professionals to be savvy, social, and successful through cultivating professional relationships that are both fulfilling and profitable. She provides sound business building strategies, coaching, and group-filled seminars that are fun, dynamic, and valuable. If you're ever in Atlanta and you have the opportunity to go to one of her seminars, please go. You will love signing up at her website so that you can take advantage of her schedule of websites. But she is also a community leader Marie makes a difference. She is a staunch advocate for women in business, founding and leading several professional groups throughout the years designed to up-level the careers of women. She has done this in Atlanta, Georgia, with her Women's Professional Development Network, which is called, fondly, WPDN. Now, she's a strong community leader, which we all need to build our communities as well as our business, of course. And she loves charitable causes. So those, her work in that area has placed her in the who's who in business and the who's who in international business. Bray is a registered corporate coach, popular speaker, popular speaker, let me say this again. And she truly enjoys helping businesswomen double or triple their income. Woo-hoo, Marie, welcome. Well, good morning, Joyce. Thank you. You make me sound so good. <laughs> you are good. I, I've, I've had the pleasure of working with you, of not only being a friend and learning side by side with you, but as you've grown and developed your business, I mean, it's just awesome what you do 
for the professional world, for the women in the professional world, because you are serious about this building their income, making it grow double, triple. And that's what, why we're in business, <laughs> you know? So I think I, so. Yeah. Yeah. So you first started out, what made you want to be a coach? I know you're a woman of giving because with all that you've contributed to your community and through just creating organizations and then your charitable work, you're a very giving person. But why did you want your business to focus in that direction as well? Well, I think it was part of an evolution. I mean, I, I didn't wake up every day to say I'm going to be a coach, but, you know, I began as a therapist and a teacher, and, you know, I did a lot of things where I was doing a lot of training. And, you know, as a therapist, when you're trained that way, you're kind of looking at the past. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> what I realized was a lot of times our past doesn't <clears throat> our past doesn't create our future. Mm-hmm. And so I was really looking at a way to work with people so that they could actually create a future despite what went on in our life, our upbringing, our schools, when we were 9, when we were 18, when we were 20. And um, the, the world at that time was just coaching was really coming in uh, to being. Um, that was probably in the 80s, uh, the mid-80s, and that's when I really went to, you know, work. And, and, and I hired my first coach you know, professional coach. So yeah. it was just an evolution, really, which seemed very appropriate. And yeah. since I'm a business owner and I had a hard time getting my business off the ground, I, I could deliver the service, but, you know, monetarily it was difficult. I didn't know what to do first. This was before mm-hmm. the Internet even existed. You know, I had to really learn something to make sure that I could take care of myself and my life. And that's yeah. when I realize that, you know, I could really help a lot of other people do this as well. Yeah. You bring up a good point. Sometimes we think entrepreneurship is just a breeze. And there are certainly some challenges that we all have to go through in in feeling comfortable and really calling ourselves an entrepreneur. So when we talk about coaching and building a business, I know I was terribly unprepared for the building the business. I had worked for organizations and I had led in those organizations, but I had no idea the what it took to build a business. And so I think that's where you're so beneficial for particularly new entrepreneurs or even for those like me who've been in coaching business for a while and still struggle with some of the business aspects of building a business. business. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of hats to wear, and I think what yeah. a lot of people do when they're, you know, entrepreneurship is not a breeze. Although yeah. when we're doing the thing that we love to do and we're really trained at doing it and we're good at doing it, that part is a breeze. Right. The rest of it, where we have to put our CEO hat on, is mm-hmm. a little bit challenging, you know, to manage yeah. all of it, not just the fun part. Right. And we're the only one doing it, usually. <laughs> we are the director of the ship, to say. I think We are the that, director. Yes. I think your company name, Get Clients Everywhere, um, is an interesting name. What do you mean by that name? Well, I know it's fun, isn't it? Uh-huh. Well, you know, when I say what, what the name of my company is, people always say to me, 
well, I need that. How can I get clients everywhere? <laughs> yeah. So it, it gets to be kind of fun. Um, I think part of it is that I always say to, to folks, when you get really clear on who you are as a business owner and what you do, and also equally important, what you don't do, you know, what, what is not your thing, um, when you really get to define and you put the right pieces in place, then you can get clients everywhere, and I mean everywhere, in different parts of the country, different parts of the world. Um, you know, your message is the same, and if you really hone in that message and find the right people that are listening for the solution mm-hmm. that you bring, like in mm-hmm. my world, it's getting more clients and making more money and having more freedom, right. then, you know, then they're everywhere, and then we can tap into that. Right. Well, one of the things that I've, um, that I think we sometimes are not prepared. There are certainly those personalities that can do this, can do this um, activity in their sleep, but it's called networking. And you are very good about not only doing networking with your bubbly personality, always a pleasure to be with, but you're also very good at teaching people how to network. So if there's somebody out there that doesn't understand that word, you want to just explain it to us. What is networking and why is it so important? Well, there's a couple of questions in there. One is there's, I think there's the opportunity for us to build and really cultivate a professional network. That's yeah. your personal and professional network, not just for potential clients. Right. But I mean, it could be, you know, just people in your life, your doctor, your dentist, your lawyers, your friends, your neighbors, they're all part of your network. Mm-hmm. Then there's a professional network that, you know, we've gotten to enjoy where mm-hmm. you're really meeting people of like-minded. They have different resources. They have different skill sets. Um, I have people that I use and refer people to that will help my clients. I can help them in a certain way, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like a Facebook ads kind of expert, so I know people that do that. Right. And, um it's, it's, it makes your life richer. So, and then I think to be part of a community where you're all kind of in the same boat, so to speak, you're kind of steering in the same direction called growth, development, um, you know, freedom, prosperity, success, um, you know, that's very great. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people know that they should go networking or people tell them that they should be networking. So they go, but they go ill-equipped. And um, they don't quite know what to say. They don't quite know how to conduct themselves so that people are really interested in getting to know them. And right. they behave like they're – a lot of times people think networking means selling, um, mm. which it's the farthest from that, although sales may happen as a result of it, but it's not the point. So what I've tried to do is to really help people really understand the power of a network, the power mm. of building a network, and then the power of yourself in being a savvy networker because it costs a lot of money to go to events. It costs, you know, your time, you're driving to the events and participating. So we want it to be a win-win for everybody all the way around. And I can make it easy for them. Right. Yeah. I, you know, the social network, um, I guess since I started my career later in life, I had the social network, but I found getting used to the professional network was a little more challenging for me. Um, Not that I can't talk, because I can certainly talk, but I found your 
support and your direction really beneficial um, and help me create the professional network. So, and you do offer classes for this or workshops. I do. Yeah, I probably offer them, you know, maybe four times a year. We'll probably have one coming up in the spring, um, you know, for that. And, you know, it's fun. It's just a 30-day program. You know, it's called Networking Savvy, 30 Days to Connect and Grow. And it's, right. it's a great way to, for people to kind of, you know, put their toe in and kind of test me out, test themselves out, and then meet mm-hmm. a group of people that are doing the same thing. So they're networking with each other, which is really great. Yeah. So we get to talk about fear, doubt, uh, pushing ourselves forward, which that what it takes sometimes when you're really yeah. in an uncomfortable uh, situation. Um, so, you know, it helps to know a community. I, I know in my development, um, since so much of my earlier life was, although I was a very strong volunteer, um, and did great things, but, uh, the professional is a little different in that, um, um, they're new people. So they're, you're getting outside of your comfort zone. The topics you're talking about sometimes are a little bit different. And so it is an adjustment. And But there, anybody can do it. They just need your guidance to help them. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. It's really fun. You know, networking is something that um, I've enjoyed over the uh-huh. over my career. And um, I'm, I'm proud to say I love my, my network. I have a... a I have a vast network of people from all around. Um, yeah, I and I, that. I first try to make friends, you know, um, uh-huh. not necessarily trying to do business. And I think that's, you know, one of the distinctions. So anyway, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, there's one other thing I want to talk about that I think is awesome. And everybody, when they're combining, certainly building a business, they have to take this part on. We'll talk just a little bit about it, but it's conducting sales conversations. <laughs> Everybody, yep. once they get to um, wanting to sell what they have, they have to have a sales conversation. For some, it's easier than for others. Do you think most people have a challenge when it comes to selling? Yes, because emphatically so. You know, yeah. um, most people just like they, they stab, give a stab at it, you know, um, and they're not properly trained. Right. And, you know, I think we know a lot of things like, you know, when, when we're a child, you know, we go to first grade, you know, um, yeah. and then we go to second grade and then we go to third grade. And I mean, entrepreneurship is like that. And I think selling is like that. And, you know, if you can get some training that will help you to make the way easy, then you can get to where you're going a lot faster. Um, right. Trying to figure it out on yourself. And I think a lot of times people really don't know how to conduct a sales conversation they don't know the elements of one, and they don't know yeah. how to lead that conversation so that it makes it easy for the person who's buying or not buying. I mean, it's okay to have a sales conversation and someone say no, mm-hmm. um, but then they can say no powerfully, um, and you can feel free that you've done whatever you can do to make a difference for that person. That was their choice at the moment. So there's right. lots of ways to cultivate relationships, and a sales conversation is a doorway you know, especially if you're doing private programs or something like a high-ticket program. If somebody's yes. going to take a $97 seminar, they may not need a big sales conversation. But, right. you know, if somebody's, you know, going to pay for a coach and for working privately, 
I think that's important to really, you know, designate that relationship and really cultivate that conversation. Make yeah. sure that it's right for both parties. Now, is that is that part of the, your course? Is do you deal with um, network in? Um, I can't think of it, Marie. Savvy networking. What is it? What's your course called? Well, I have a few different programs, and they all have the word savvy in them. One oh, okay. is networking savvy, where we focus just on networking. Okay. Then I have sales savvy. Oh, I have okay. Speaker savvy, yeah. and then workshop and retreat savvy. So that's I'm kind of like I help create savvy entrepreneurs. <laughs> You're a savvy girl. <laughs> Taking me a bit. <laughs> Taking me. I didn't pop out this way. <laughs> well, I just want people to know that those are available. There are certainly areas that we all struggle with, and uh, so they are available over the internet. So it's easy for you, no matter where you are listening from today, to be aware of these courses and take them with Marie. So I'm a big fan and I've taken all these courses. Savvy, savvy, savvy. I'm savvy. I'm a savvy girl. (laughs) (laughs) A savvy follower. And so anyway, I, um, I, I really encourage people to go to your website. What is your website, Marie? Share that with us. Sure. They can go to uh, getclientseverywhere.com. Okay. Yeah. Very good. That's it. GetClientsEverywhere.com. Yeah. Now, okay. When you first started out, what was the thing that made you um, really want to create something big like this? Because you've certainly created a, a wonderful life, a powerful life. And what was your challenge that made you just say, I want more? I can do better. I can grow, which we all have those defining moments. But do you mind sharing yours? Well, uh, no. I mean, there's probably multiple ones. I mean, I'm not sure if there was one event. But I think that I've just been, um, you know, I look back at my life and I, I sometimes marvel at what I've gotten to do, not because I was really looking to do it, but um, things kind of fell into my lap. Yeah, I was able to really um, embrace and grow with, mm-hmm. and it you know just kind of led me. But I think that in terms of like creating get clients everywhere and really putting my focus on women entrepreneurs, uh-huh. I've just been at work at developing women and being a champion for women my whole entire life. Yeah. Um, a first of all, I'm a woman, and um, <laughs> I didn't feel that the world was championing championing. Yes. Us. Yes. And mm-hmm. so. Um, you know, I've worked in, you know, did some things, you know, um, in the past. And then I had a lot of people that really encouraged me to go off on my own. I was working for some great companies. I had great jobs. Yes. um, And I did well. I mean, I've just been a good performer. But um, when I went off on my own, um, I think I just didn't have, you know, I I went out and I got an office. I rented an Mm -hmm. office. And Mm -hmm. I brought in a friend of mine who I grew up with to, you know, do marketing and sales for me. I mean, he was an athlete and he was a bartender. Uh, He didn't know anything about sales and marketing, but we were great friends. He was great. A lot of people knew him. Uh And so, um, you know, and then we sat around, we played cards in my office waiting for the phone to ring and it never rang. Because we weren't doing anything to make that happen. 
Yes. And not only were we not doing anything, we really didn't know what we had to do on our own to make it happen. If somebody right. said, if somebody called me and said, Marie, can you address our group? Can you speak to our group? Can you conduct a training? No problem. Yes. But then when you're doing it for yourself and having to really get out there and cultivate those relationships and get known and find your followers and find your fans and find people that are interested in what you're doing, that takes something else. And that's where I had to really, you know, go out and find a coach mm-hmm. that could help me put all of the good skills that I had, all of the good attributes that I had, and right. to put it into something that could be monetizable that I could live with and live yeah. on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you got out of that office. <laughs> Am I, I got out of that office pretty darn quick. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, that's what a lot of people do is they think, you know, when you have an office and you've got a little nameplate that says your name on it, then yeah. you've arrived. Well, <laughs> yeah. it didn't quite work like that. Yeah. I know. I, I went through that, the same thing. I think there is an awakening that happens about yeah. six months into <laughs> that journey. And you go, wait a minute, nobody's calling. <laughs> so. <laughs> It does I, we laugh about it now. I actually saw my friend um, at my class reunion um, last year, and we <laughs> we just had such a great conversation. We sat there and we just howled at um, you know what was going on with us, and just you know appreciated you know that that was a that was a that was an awakening, as you said. Um, yes. You know, like what are we doing here? You know, we don't know what the heck we're doing. We need to be, we better align with uh, some people that know. And I, I always had a lot of people that wanted to work with me. You know, or yeah. they wanted to hire me and promote their programs and promote their um, their services and products. So I always felt like I could do that. But the, the other awakening for me was it got to be I had a really hard time when I moved to Atlanta. I always tell people that, you know, I, I made some pretty good money. Well, you know, I was compensated pretty well, but I didn't mm. have any cash flow. And I didn't mm. really have any way to manage and make sure that my mortgage was paid when it was due and the health care was paid when it was due and the car note was paid when it was due. And so yeah. there were a lot of nights that, as I call it, white knuckling. I just, you know, kind of powered through and, you know, just prayed and, and you know, mm-hmm. um, and I one time called a friend of mine and asked her uh, if she would actually pay my mortgage, my car note and my health insurance. Um, oh, and she friend. said yes. Yeah. She said yes. I knew she loved me. And she knew that I made great money, so I would pay it back, you know, very quickly. And I think I did within two weeks. But what was there was the feeling that I had when I had to make that phone call was, um, you know, it was just dread. I I was ashamed. I was like, what's wrong with me that I can't make this work? And I just didn't know. I didn't know about the school of entrepreneurship. Mm. I knew Mm -hmm. about the school of being coached and being a coach. I could do that well. I didn't have enough people consistently to make that work. So I had to do some things to provide um, cash flow. Yeah. And which is a really big problem. You know, if you've been watching the news, you know, with our government shutdown and all these things, I mean, you know, as we say, you met, met most Americans are one paycheck away from being homeless. Yes, they are. Yeah. Most Americans. Yeah. Only 3% right. of the American population make six figures or more. Only 3%. Three. Wow. That's not a lot of people. So That's I'm a commitment struggling. to bust that statistic for people. Good. I like that, Marie. And I like that Me it's too. for women. I mean, I don't want to be mean to the men, but I do oh, no, think no. that the women have 
there are more women going into the workforce for many reasons, divorce, death of a spouse, many reasons. But the, the, the learning curve to produce and be earned sustainable money is really challenging for us. And so if you're out there listening, and I guess if you're here, you are listening, this woman, need you need to visit her website because she offers a lot of tools that if you're in the growing stage, as I hope we all are, that you need the resources, their practical resources that she has. And so anyway, I'm a big fan and I am coaching with Marie. So I'm, I'm her biggest advocate here. So mm, thank you so much. Yes. We're yes, going to yes. have some fun. <laughs> so anyway, one thing that I, I like about you is your ability. You are Italian, right? I am. <laughs> through and through you are. And so we all love Italy and we love just the robust, happy vision that we have of, about Italy and Italian people. I love all the, uh, the shows that they make. And so anyway, you have explored into another area in your business that is great fun. So what would you share that with us and why you decided to do this? I'm doing multiple questions again. What is it that you're doing, Marie? <laughs> um, that's a great question. What is it that I do? Um, yeah. Well, you know, um, I, what you're talking about is my retreats to Italy. Yay! And, um, you know, yeah, this year is going to be my 11th year taking professionals. I know, 11 years. Who would ever think, right? Um, well, I, and it and I didn't even whim. know it for first eight that you had them. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, it started on a whim. And yeah. um, and now what I've realized is that there's a wonderful powers of, of retreat where you can really kind of unplug from the day-to-day things. I mean, I think most of our listeners and, you know, you and I would agree that, you know, I mean, some days you just have to, like, turn that computer off, turn off that phone. You just want to make a pot of soup. <laughs> you want to, you know, yeah. put your feet up and watch, you know, um, Netflix for, you know, seven hours. Um, <laughs> and there's something about unplugging and getting away and changing your environment and being in new conversations and eating new food and eating new, hearing new language and seeing beautiful, beautiful works of art is very inspiring and rejuvenating. And it certainly was for me. And then I realized that there are a lot of people that don't want to travel by themselves and they like to go with a group and they like to have a context for their travel. They don't want to just like hop on a bus and go on a tour, which is also very delightful. But when you have a, a, a trip that has a purpose to it, um, you know, it, it, it provides an anchor and a grounding and a commonality of the people that go. So it's yeah. like instant community building. Yeah. And, you okay, know, Marie, I'm going to, before you, know, you go on, we're going to have to take a break here. Okay. And so I don't want to get in as you get on a roll, because these have been marvelous trips. I've been very fortunate to go to a couple of them, found them very beneficial. So when we come back, from our break, we're going to spend the rest of our time together talking about the power of trips together with common interest. And uh, 
Marie's trips are fabulous because she it's in Italy and she loves Italy. And so anyway, you're going to love. So come back. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are talking today with Marie Fratoni, and she lives in Atlanta, and she's an awesome lady, an awesome community leader, but her business is clients, get clients everywhere. She's a great support to women building their businesses, or men building their businesses how to start an entrepreneurial business, um, the tools that you need to have to make it profitable. And so anyway, I'm so excited that she's here, but we have also expanded into a new area. It's not so new for Marie. She's been doing this for 11, 11 years, Marie. And now, but I do want you to become aware of it. It is about traveling, retreats, attending retreats, and the benefit of doing those retreats. So um, I know you chose Italy, Marie, because of your great love for your home country, let's say. Um, but how does going to retreat really um, embellish the spirit, uh, rejuvenate the spirit? Well, I think there's a lot of ways um, to look at retreats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's fun retreats, there's cooking retreats, there's health retreats, there's spiritual retreats, there's musical retreats. There's mm-hmm. coaching retreats. There's um, healing retreats. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, as I work with clients, I work with a lot of coaches of different types, um, yeah. you know, in different business bands. You know, adding a retreat to someone's business could be very useful. What, mm-hmm. what it all boils down to is how do we get clients everywhere? And so they're the same principles that it takes you to fill a workshop or, you know, anything else are required to, you know, fill a retreat. 
The retreat right. itself is something that I know for me, um, I, you know, just need to get away. I just need to do something different. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm, I'm, I mean, I still, I post a lot of things on Facebook when I travel. Um, mm-hmm. I don't check emails a lot. I kind of put my out of office reply on there. But it's yes. a way for me to rejuvenate and to breathe. You know, um, when I go to Italy, I'm with a group of people and we're walking everywhere. So it's invigorating that way. Um, I'm eating different food. I'm eating a lot of organic foods um, that are so clean and beautifully prepared and, you know, drinking organic wine. And, you know, it's the, so the, there's that level of it. But then mm-hmm. there's the community of just like creating like instant new friends that you're getting to see like an amazing piece of artwork that's been around for centuries and you're both just standing there marveling or, you know, last year we were, <laughs> we were standing in, in uh, right outside of St. Francis of Assisi's cell that he used to go to his room that he mm. used to go to, to meditate in the summer. Mm. And um, we could see his cloak, you know, that was hanging on a, a nail and um, you know, it, it just kind of like has you take a moment and, like get present to the awe of life, which I think sometimes busy professionals, we don't take the time to breathe. We're very busy exhaling mm-hmm. and not inhaling. Mm-hmm. You know, and both of that is, is really good. So there's just the retreat that you can just do for yourself, the travel, you know, um, and just going on a trip and getting out of, I would say get out of Dodge, you know, mm-hmm. um, getting away from it all, you know, great stress management tool. You know, travel has its own stresses, but they're different. Right. And yeah. so, you know, I just think it's, um, I've really enjoyed it because, you know, for me, on a personal level, I'm single, I'm Italian, I love Italy, and I don't want to go there by myself. So right. it's really fun. From yeah. a coaching perspective, it's really fun to know that I have a community of busy people that don't have time to research a lot of things, or they don't want to go by themselves, or their schedule says, I'm going to do this. And mm-hmm. so it provides people with an opportunity to come together with like-minded people that share common interests and really get to go have a great vacation that has a purpose and a context. And, you know, if you're designing things like that, it also becomes a very legitimate tax write-off. Yeah, right. Yeah. <coughs> have to get a drink. Well, yeah. Um, I was uh, fortunate to go on one of Marie's trips uh, three years ago, I believe, to this beautiful uh, convent or church that had been converted into a um, development center. Um, you can correct me, Marie, whenever you can talk again. Um, but it was uh, very, uh, oh, peaceful. I can't say any other word. There was plenty of time for you to walk and to reflect and to appreciate just the beauty of the country. And, and then you could also gather again because our, our meals were all in family style. And there were two other um, groups there that were art groups. And so they were painting many of the days, but a lot of them were women with few men and few uh, company spouses, but, it was an experience that um, uh, we made great connections. And so it's almost healing that you can take that time to step back um, and 
just spend some time with you, meet new people, and then enjoy just the uh, the unique parts of Italy. I know one day we had a, a grape stomp because it was at the time of the year when the grapes were uh, <laughs> were ready to come to wine, turn into wine. And so that was really fun and exciting to do. I'd never stomped on a grape before, but we actually got in, <laughs> in the big vat and stomped around, which was really fun. But uh, so for me, it was a a time of rejuvenation. Um, I still connect with some of those people today. I love the connection of the group. And so um, every day we took day trips away from the convent or what the name of the place is Estefadeli. Is that I San Fidelli? Yeah, San Fidelli, yeah. San it was Fidelli. a restored monastery over a thousand years old. And it's on the National Historic Register of Italy, so it's a very key place in the in the the, the world of Italy <clears throat> in Italian history and culture. <clears throat> and um, so, yeah, I was going to say it's a regular uh, it's a regular facility. It's, Sorry. So, okay, every year you do one of these trips. I do. This year, this I'm actually year. doing two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. One so is the, more fun. fun. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know, more like more. the focus is like fun and mm-hmm. living La Dolce Vita, and that's going to be in September. But in May, when you and I are going to have some fun, mm-hmm. um, I'm doing a program that's called the Retreat for Emerging Retreat Leaders. Because there's mm-hmm. so many people out there that I work with and that you work with that would really benefit by adding a retreat to their business. Now, they don't have to have a passport, and they don't have to go to Italy in order to hold a retreat. They could have a day of healing in their own backyard, in their own area, or a day trip. Yes. And a lot of people don't do them because they think that they're, you know, very daunting and that they would be very hard to fill. And I think, you know, we look at where people are in their business. So, you know, it's not going to be a heavy course, but we have a context for the trip. The first thing we'll do is we'll be on a retreat. It's yeah. a great vacation. Mm-hmm. And we'll get a chance to see the elements of how that occurs for people so that they can see the pieces to put inside of their own program. So it'll be mm-hmm. a high-level conversation multiple times during the week so people could actually use this as a training and development tool for themselves mm-hmm. uh, as a perfect you know, great business expense in a great way to say, how could I bring this kind of an experience, maybe not the same experience, but how could I bring that to my clients or my community or my, you know, my church, my, you know, it doesn't have to be a coach that goes, but that they might have an interest in saying, how could this benefit my community that I work with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's Is there... uh, pretty fun. <laughs> Would you say there is any prerequisite for a person that's interested in doing trips um, abroad, let's say, that they do in the U.S. or in their their country, wherever they live? Um, what is the, I want to say homework. Can we say what's the foundation that we need to build before we think about doing a, a retreat like that? 
Well, I think as in any business event, I think it's important for all entrepreneurs um, or any business owner or community leader is to build an email list. Uh-huh. You've got to really keep doing that on purpose yes. uh, because that becomes part of where you cultivate interest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have a list and, you know, probably this weekend, I'm actually waiting for the slides. I will be recording a webinar, uh, a recorded webinar on the retreat for the emerging retreat leader. And, okay. you know, I was just on a telesummit about retreat and was one of, mm-hmm. you know, 25 speakers uh, who was talking about retreats and I talk about filling them. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a prerequisite. If there was a prerequisite to come with me on the retreat that we're going to, I would just mm-hmm. like to have a conversation so that I can vet them and make sure that they're the right person for the right audience and the right, you know, the right, it's the right trip for them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, because we want everybody to win. We want everybody to have an amazing time and get value. Right. And, but I think it's like the biggest thing is, you know, maybe there's a coach that's doing a program and part of their program, like, you know, a retreat can be like a coaching intensive where you go to, you know, Miami and part of your evening is you go to South Beach and go to dinner in South Beach or Mm -hmm. you go to, um, you know, the North Georgia mountains or you go to, you know, someplace, you go to Sedona uh, and you have a long weekend where you're, you know, looking at the different things or you go to Cape Cod and part of your retreat is the conversation, the food, eating lobster and going on a whale watch so that you're incorporating fun activities where it's taking you outside of the normal thing. I mean, I know as an entrepreneur, I get very tired of looking at my wall and my computer. I mean, as much as it's fun, it is, I have to like make myself go out, you know? Yeah. So, um, I think it, I think that's the prerequisite and to know that you have an audience that fits within what it is that you're doing, you know, it just fits with what in what you're doing or to have a conversation with someone who understands how that could fit. And then you develop the bridge or to, you know, to kind of close the gap, um, in making that possible. I I think it's a great way. I mean, I've been on several retreats. I've been to other people's retreats. I've been leading retreats. Um, I, and I like having fun. I mean, fun is part of my brand. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> if I'm not having fun, I don't want to do it. So I can't right. think of a more fun thing to do than to hop on a plane, go across the pond, go to Italy, eat some spaghetti, have some pizza, <laughs> and talk about the business of retreats and being on one where we're fully taken care of and, and see what that's like and what emerges from that. There'll be mm. something that will be miraculous that will emerge for people. Always does. Right. Well, I know that you've done a lot of re- um, workshops. And so was your, did you ever do um, some local retreats, um, multi-day retreats prior to making this this jump to Italy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 at the time, I wasn't always calling them a retreat. Oh. I was calling them more of an intensive or an immersion. Yes. Where we mm-hmm. would have a, like a controlled conversation. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. there are some people that actually call their VIP days, their coaching VIP days where they work one-to-one, they call them a retreat. Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh-huh. what they do is they actually retreat, and then they do some things that are part of retreat-like things that they incorporate it. So uh-huh. I actually got the idea to really begin to really delve into it. And I created a course about leading retreat, you know, and like a guideline uh, uh-huh. for some things. And, you know, we'll share that in Italy. 
Um, but what my one of my coaches um, said to me, you, you need to get into the retreat space. And I'm okay. like, well, I don't do retreats. And she started laughing, and she looked at me, and she said, Marie, you've been taking people on retreats to Italy for 10 years. <laughs> and I had to really think about it. I wasn't just thinking that way. I, You know, she gave me a new place to stand, and then right. something completely opened up, and I thought, well, forget clients everywhere. I know who my ideal client is. I know how to market. I know how to have sales conversations. I know how to do webinars. I know how to invite people. I, mm-hmm. I know what the objections are, and so, and I know how to fill programs. I know how to fill, right. like, seminars and workshops. I mean, people call me all the time to help me sell theirs. Right. So it's like I just decided to a, a, apply what I was already doing to that model. And, yeah. you know, now it's just like, of course I'd do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been kind of fun. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit, what do you remember the most about your first one? Because I always think, even though you've done a lot of them here, I mean, when you go the extra step to travel away from home, I mean, it's kind of a different feeling. Um, yeah. Than you know the retreat in Atlanta because you're in your home territory. There's so many um, <laughs> familiar things. So, w- what do you remember from your first Italian retreat? Well, the first time I led one there, um, it was uh, it had a lot of nervousness, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just was like, I just really wanted people to have a great time. I wanted yeah. them to love me, appreciate me for taking them there. And, and yeah. in order for me to fill it, I had a small group uh, at that time. Whereas mm-hmm. Last year I had 13 people. The first time I think I had either four or five. Yeah. Um, and, um, and most of them were really good friends mm-hmm. who I probably talked to death about coming to Italy. But they saw, <laughs> when I went the first year, they saw some things that happened for me there. Um, uh-huh. One it had been to Italy with me before on just a trip. You know, we just went on a, a bus tour, um, which was awesome, by the way. Um, uh, but, you know, it was more friends that came. They weren't clients. There was one client. Yeah. Now, you know, I participate in a lot of communities, a lot of online communities and, uh, and offline communities, you know, here in Atlanta or with coaching communities. And so as people get to know me, sometimes people have no idea what I do. They just mm-hmm. call me or send me an email and say, when's your next trip to Italy? I had somebody two weeks ago call me and left me a Facebook message and said, I think I'm going to join you in in Tuscany this year. Uh, I had no idea that she was even looking. But over uh, time, you know, it's like anything else, you build a presence. And I share a lot about Italy. I mean, I post a lot of photos. I also have for the listeners that could be fun um, is if they want to um, on Facebook, if they're on Facebook, I have a page. It's just a sharing page, you know, um, where I post a lot of photos, or today I posted a photo of a great pizza we ate in Florence. And um, it's called Reinvent Yourself in Italy. If you look up Reinvent Yourself in Italy on Facebook, that page will come. You can like it, and you can kind of follow along and see some of the adventures that we do. And um, you know, Or you could go to my website, uh, getclientseverywhere.com, and at the top there's a button um, that says Travel with Marie. And mm-hmm. you can you know click that button, and it will have... Uh, two flyers of the two trips that I've got uh, this year, one in the um, one in the spring in May uh, in mm-hmm. Tuscany, and the other one in September, which is up in Lake Garda and Verona. Um, oh, you know, they'll have different wonderful. focus, but they're really beautiful. Lake Garda is the largest lake in Italy that's flanked by the beautiful Swiss Alps, 
and um, there's snow covered, but the lake is like a huge lake here in the United States, like Lake Michigan or Lake Erie. Oh, wow. And, um, but it's <laughs> palm trees and flowers. It's very temperate. It's very tropical. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's a little bit more northern Italy um, mm-hmm. and very close to Venice. And um, we start off in Verona. But that theme is living la dolce vita. How do you live with the sweet life in your life? And you build in the sweet life, so you don't have to go to Italy to have a sweet life. You know, mm. you could have it wherever you are and call upon it any time. But we experience that, and the trip is designed, the excursions are designed to have that occur for people. The conversations that we have, um, the workshop uh, things that we do, which is a little bit. You know, it's maybe 20% of the trip is the workshop, and then mm. the 80% is just a great time. On, on the vacation, you know, because people want to go to Italy. So, yeah. you know, the, the first time was, was daunting. I mean, I never did it before. So mm-hmm. I just want, I was very like hyper vigilant to want to make sure that people were taken care of and they had what they needed. And, you know, uh, one of the gals got sick. She, you know, just had something that, you know, went through her and the mm-hmm. staff that was there, cause I always will work with the staff. Um, mm-hmm. and, they completely, I mean, they brought chicken soup to her room every day until she was great, and then she was fine. You know, yeah. just kind of something went through her. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just wanted to make sure she was okay. And, you know, Italy is always the star of the retreats that I do. You know, it, yes. it takes over. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's it just, has its so own many charm, wonderful things for sure. To do. Sorry, say that again, Joyce? It has its own charm, for sure. It, it does. Is. It does. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're coming with me. You know, maybe some of the listeners that are listening will be inspired by this, and they'll they'll want to go play with Marie and Joyce in Tuscany. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be fun? I'd love to meet yeah. some listeners. I'd yeah. love to put a face to somebody out there that's listening. <laughs> yeah, and you know so, that you know last year I came, I went to the trip, and um, I had a few clients that came. Uh, my virtual assistant came on the trip to Tuscany. Uh-huh. And she left there, and, I mean, we just laugh and say, get clients everywhere, you know. And a lot of people actually picked up some business or some clients while they were there because they're with like-minded people that they know or they've heard of or whatever. And so it's, uh, you know, there are some people that could actually monetize their trip. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. Now, do you always, have you from the very start used the same tour company and always well, had I it at San com- Fidel? I, I do. Yeah, I, yeah. I really um, – I don't want to do my own things, and I'm not a travel agent, and I don't yeah. sell travel, and yeah. I don't make any money on travel. It's just my thing. I really mm-hmm. – um, I have really enjoyed working with a company that puts on art, personal development, and photography workshops in Italy and in Europe. Now they're kind of branching out. So yes. what I like is that they hold the structure. They provide the, the website. They provide a lot of the support. They, they handle our reservations. They handle our travel arrangements. They pick us up. They provide the vans, and they provide a staff. So we have a program manager that's with us every day, um, you know, at all of our events. So if something yeah. we need something, or a van broke down, or you know somebody got sick, or they needed to, get, or they forgot their their purse in a restaurant, it yes. you know it's all taken care of. And so yeah. we're in a wonderful cocoon of care and service that mm-hmm. they're of service to us. What that does for me as a leader is it gives me the freedom and the space to be with the participants yes. and the, knowing that the other stuff is already handled. 
Mm-hmm. So I particularly enjoy that. They're also in the world of retreats. Um, there's also a thing called liability and yes. the legalities and the forms and things like that, and they take care of that. So it's not anything that I want to add onto my very busy plate, although there are right. many people that lead retreats that take care of that. You know, yes. and I can guide them on what they need um, for things like that. So, it's, you know, mm-hmm. but I think it's um, – and then I have a travel agent that I can use and, 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 and uh, affiliate with when some of the participants want to go and take an extra tour to Venice or they want to go to Rome or they want to go someplace in addition to where we're already going and what our trip is included – so yeah. um, I'm not a travel agent. I can give some ideas because I've been to Italy many times but um, and some suggestions. But, you know, they can make the reservations and make it easy for people that are very busy that don't mm-hmm. have the time nor the interest. I mean, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't want to make spend their time making reservations. So I always have a team that can support what I'm up to. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I could never do it. Well, I'm going to this when you were talking about um, the group, um, this came this picture came into my mind and we're in the side of the church this they in in renovating this property the couple that did this um there was the sanctuary for the men which is the primary sanctuary and then there was a side sanctuary that's where the women worshiped this was you know, different back in the day when this is really an old uh, facility. And so anyway, that in the side where the women worship, that is now the dining hall. And we we sit family style. So we're always mingling and sitting with new people. But the fabulous, I mean, we while we're waiting for the food, which is pro- provided and prepared by a chef, um that works for the facility and we get fresh food every day. Um, there's the tour guide is a singer, a professional entertainer. And so we sang and we laughed and just had wonderful programs. I can't tell you how much fun it was going to dinner, not only because of the food, we knew we were going to get fabulous food, but we also, and we're entertained. So that's quite an experience. And we were entertained with local wines, which was also another part of the trip. So oh, I'm bringing back all these memories. I'm ready to go. I know. Well, that's what we provide, you know. I mean, I'm so glad that you're saying this. And it's, it really, um, it just makes my heart burst because it's really fun to hear you know, what people say and what they remember. We always say it's like memories of a lifetime. Right. I had a friend of mine who came with us last year who sent me an email just yesterday, and she got a message from Google on the cloud saying that she had to reduce her the, – the, the space was taken by so many photos, and that yes. they asked her to purge some of the photos. And she said, I just wanted to let you know that I just went through all of my photos from our trip, and uh-huh. I just feel like I just went and came back from Italy again, and I am so uh-huh. happy, and I just want to thank you for putting this opportunity together and she said, I could actually become a new photographer because I'm just so excited about what we got to do and the memories and the, how the photographs just really yeah. brought it back to life for me. So, yeah. You know, so quickly, I'm glad that it made as, such a good impression. Yeah. As we are very close to close, tell people where they can go to find out more about cost and, and the trip if they are interested at all or if they're just curious. So that's on your website. Yeah. 
Well, everything starts with curiosity, so it's great. Yeah. They can go to my website, just www.getclientseverywhere.com, and hit the icon at the top that says "Book um, Travel with Marie, mm-hmm. and um, you can look at the two different things. Um, okay. And, you know, it's, it's really nice. I mean, we would love if you've got people that are really looking at how could they add retreats to their business or to take care of their clients or just as a yeah. fun thing to do. Um, All right, Marie, you know, I have to cut you off because we are okay. we are down to the wire. It's so fabulous. And I thank you very much for sharing your generous self with us today and about the trip. So to you listeners. Well, thank you. There, yes, thank you, Marie. To you listeners out there, I really want you to reflect. What is your growth? Where are you going next? How could maybe a retreat be part of your growth? Or working with Marie in networking so that next year you can go on this trip. Look at it. Go to our website. I think you'll have a wonderful time. Thank you for being with us today. Because as usual, I bring you the best. And I want you to enjoy being with Second Wind with Joyce. Make your week a good week. And have fun while you're doing it. Thank you for being here. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 